You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. Mindfulness is presence, awareness, It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity, and there are many health benefits from practicing mindfulness and meditation, from lowering blood pressure to increased longevity. Perhaps most importantly in today's chaotic world, Mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate to ourselves as well as others. I haven't talked about the war in Ukraine until now because I really had to work through my own thoughts and feelings that arose when the attack began. I point this out because it's important to remember that just because you're mindful, that doesn't mean that you don't get judgmental or angry. It means that you understand you need to process information, try on different perspectives, attempt to observe upsetting events non-judgmentally, and then check in to see how you're feeling about it. That time to process creates a space between our emotional reaction in the moment versus a thoughtful response. Sometimes, however, we end up right back where we started. After all of my reflection, I am still angry that Russia is invading Ukraine. I am still judging Putin as a megalomaniac who is spreading suffering around the world in order to feel more powerful, to feed his ego. I find that disgusting, which is definitely a judgment. Normally, our judgments are what causes most of our suffering. An event occurs and we judge it as bad, and then we proceed to make up stories about how bad it is. And normally, we have a choice to look at it more neutrally and realize that it's not as bad as we originally thought, or we can try to see it in a neutral or even more positive light. But when someone is blowing up towns and cities, 
leaving people's homes in ruins, killing innocent people, and causing over a million citizens to become refugees, well, it's hard to find a neutral perspective. I tried, but I finally had to accept that I can't. I think it's awful, and I feel angry and sad and concerned about it. The entire global population has experienced so much suffering over the past two years, and now we're going to have a whole lot more. I think it's natural to be angry that someone is purposely creating this suffering, and it also makes me very sad to think that a powerful leader is moving us backwards toward a time when brute force was the answer to a problem and nuclear annihilation was a constant threat. Suffering is part of the human condition, and we create a lot of our own suffering, which can be remedied through mindfulness and meditation. But suffering inflicted on us by others is much more difficult to accept or process. I would never expect a mother carrying her baby across a border, fleeing for their lives, to stop and meditate and then suddenly feel better. That's not how this works. The situation in Ukraine is tragic, and there is no easy fix. Mindfulness can help us stay out of ego and reduce fear by keeping the mind clear and focused so that better decisions can be made to ensure safety, and it can also support people in reducing panic, depression, and fear. But it cannot eliminate the horrific suffering that war creates. Viktor Frankl, philosopher and Holocaust survivor, said, In some ways, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning such as the meaning of a sacrifice. Ukrainians are sacrificing much, but they do have a purpose, so there is meaning in what they're doing. I'm amazed at the response of the Ukrainian people. It's so inspirational to see how courageous and committed they are to protect their freedom and to stand up to such an overwhelming force. And President Zelensky is so vividly the antithesis of Putin that it's impossible not to cheer him on. But the Ukrainian people are suffering horribly. Families torn apart, homes destroyed, lives both shattered and ended. The Russian people are suffering too. All of the sanctions imposed on Russia are going to hurt the populace, and I think it's important that we keep in mind that they are not the cause of the war. Their government is. I feel empathy for them because other than protesting, which is pretty useless in Russia, there is not much they can do, except suffer. We're all going to suffer to some degree from the invasion of Ukraine, and this is another reminder that we're all connected, and when something happens in one part of the world, it is no longer isolated to that geographic area. It ripples out across the globe, whether a virus or economic challenge or violence. There is little most of us can do to help Ukrainians other than support organizations that are providing relief to refugees while governments hash out their responses to this war. But what we can do for ourselves is mind our own minds. We can remember the importance of empathy and compassion for others. We can stay aware of our own thoughts and correct them when they begin telling tales of World War III being upon us. We can remember that Russian people are not the enemy. As much as we want to help Ukrainians, hating Russians is not the answer, and I sincerely hope we don't see a mindless repeat of what happened to people of Chinese descent when COVID-19 began. 
If you find yourself feeling angry toward people instead of Putin, try the loving-kindness meditation, which research has shown increases empathy and understanding. Remember that something as simple as sitting for a few moments focusing on your breath can reduce stress and calm nerves. To quote Viktor Frankl again, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Practicing mindfulness provides us access to that space and allows us the option to choose how we respond. We have enough suffering being imposed on us, so take advantage of that space to avoid inflicting self-generated suffering on top of it. I admire the spirit of the courageous men and women who are standing up to Putin in defiance of tyranny despite the high cost that is being exacted. My prayers go out to all of the mothers and children who are in such turmoil, trying to find safe haven while their loved ones stay behind to fight. I am amazed by the mothers who have found safe haven for their children and are returning to Ukraine to join in standing up for their country. Despite all of this suffering, this level of courage inspires deep and sincere hope that humanity can ultimately prevail. Each time any of us gets aggravated over exorbitant gas prices or increased airline ticket costs, I hope we can stop and remember that these are minor irritants compared to what Ukrainians are experiencing and that degrees of suffering matter. None of us knows what will happen, but we can hope that the darkness recedes and light prevails. And we can be mindful about how we add or detract from that outcome based on our own actions. It seems that some politicians from around the world are still stuck in an old paradigm that power can be achieved through force, when in fact, the best that can be achieved through bullying and tyranny is a temporary power that sits on a very shaky foundation. Winston Churchill said, those that fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Isn't it about time we start learning from it? Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills, paying attention to every detail of what you're doing from washing dishes to work tasks to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access all podcasts and interviews. A Mindful Moment is written by Teresa McKee. The English version is hosted by Teresa McKee, and the Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions, 